Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Liberate Yourself podcast. This is a platform for sharing our stories of cultivating personal sovereignty in these transitional times. My guest for this transmission is Lisa Beck of the Cosmos Wanderer. Lisa is a gifted artist and conduit who channels multidimensional beings into beautiful expressions of art in many mediums. We discussed our mutual breakdowns at a young age when faced with the harshness of society's rules, her process of energetic painting, connecting with her star family, and her glorious visions for a future society. Lisa shared so much wisdom here for all of us going through these energetic transitions on Earth. I'm optimistic about our future as long as people like her are out there doing the good work. So let's get to it. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. I've um, I've been really intrigued by the things that have been flowing through you and the things that you've been sharing. I feel like what I'm seeing is that you are a conduit for these high vibrational energies to move through. And I love that you're bringing it through in so many, you're expressing it in so many different ways, like through your your artwork, your energetic artwork and flower essences that you're making. And you also sing light language. There's so many different ways that it is coming through you very beautifully. I'd love for you to share your most recent journey and began awakening and how you find yourself here today. Thank you for having me, Trista. It's a pleasure. My journey started roughly 10 years ago when I was uh, living in London. Uh, I studied near London and then I took my first job there and being away from the comfort of my parenthood, I realized what life is about in this society, especially in London, in this huge city, you are, what I realized, I was a slave. This this is how I, I want to put it, because it was about earning the money for the rent and then at the end of the month, you don't even have anything left to do pleasure things with. Mm-hmm. So the, the pressure was really on and I, since especially since I'm a highly sensitive person, I took it really to heart and uh, so I started to have panic attacks, especially when I was in like big crowds, like in the tube system. I started heavy breathing and all that kind of stuff. So it was really hard for me and I couldn't go to work sometimes. I just, I couldn't. I woke up in the morning, I was already having a panic attack. So I decided to call it a day. Then when I thought, okay, this is enough, my body needs more care, I moved back to Germany. And then I basically took several jobs and tried to figure out my my journey. And there was no really a job that suited me well. So like after a couple of months, I quit and then I changed or they laid me off. So it was kind of like this. And then in 2016, I had a job when, again, I started to have panic attacks, but this time it was really, really hard. So I quit that job as well, and everything lifted from me. And at that moment, I knew I needed to choose a different path. 
And thanks to my supportive partner, I was able to stay at home at least for, for a couple of months until I, I decided what to do. And during that time, I did a lot of inner work. I started to learn how to read the tarot cards, the oracle cards. And during that year in, in summer 2016, I was able to attend seminars on telepathy. And that was really a breakthrough for me because then I realized I can communicate with light beings, with other entities, with crystals, uh, natural uh, you know, phenomena and also my own body. So I'm able to talk to my molecules, to my uh, cells, and I can, I can ask them what they need, like in, in terms of nutrition of food, water, whatever. So this was, like I said, a breakthrough for me. A year later, I started to paint. The last time I painted was in primary school. And since then I didn't really paint anything. And then I started to paint again. It was very abstract and just, you know, getting the brush uh, stroke over the canvas. And I, I felt like something shifted inside of me. So it felt very liberating and very like I was in the moment and I let everything flow. That's my cat in the background, sorry. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I let everything flow and, um, I, and I started to paint. Wow. So What's the journey until then? Yeah, that's so. interesting. I had a very similar experience that you just reminded me of. I, same, kind of the same thing when I was around 19 and I decided not to go to university. I was becoming a hairstylist and so I was apprenticing in Texas. I just had the same thing. I had this nervous breakdown because it just seemed like so much pressure. I didn't realize what I was getting into with, yeah, the society. It's like you have to show up to the same place every day and be on and present yourself in a certain way, especially with that kind of work when it was like dealing directly with the public. I loved the connection that I was getting from people, but at the same time, I didn't know who I was yet. I didn't know who or what I was presenting. And so, it, and I think I'm the same as you, pretty sensitive because I would just pick up on everyone's energy and share that time and care so much, you know, but it was like this fast and quick pace that, yeah, it was too much. I had the same, same thing. I had to like take a week off, but um, didn't have necessarily the support system to be able to just be and to figure those things out, you know, to, and I think a lot of us have felt similar because uh, I've, I felt this way on into my twenties, like on into other careers, like this doesn't feel proper. It doesn't feel feminine. It doesn't feel balanced or whole. I don't even have a, have time to catch my breath and figure out who I am and what I'm doing in this world. You're right. It's like, you got to make the money to pay the rent. And it's this constant wheel, this constant cycle. So I'm really happy that you had this space that you were able to do the inner work. I, I feel like everyone needs that, not just women, like especially women, but I feel like everyone just needs that time to really get in touch with themselves and figure and, and let themselves be guided to the resources that can help them. And I want to hear more about when you were, when you started attending the telepathy seminar, do you feel like you, how did you start receiving, if you can put it into words, I realize it's very 
tricky talking about energetics, but do you, um, is it more of a sensation? Is it clear audience? Do you hear, do you feel, how, how does it flow through you? So I'm basically feeling it with all my senses. So I can initiate contact with whoever I would like to talk to. And then they, they come to me, I see them, I hear them. So I have proper conversations. I can hear the words. I can, I'm, I'm traveling. They, they show me other places. They show me other planets, um, their civilization, how they live, how they, how they build whatever I'm interested in or whatever is necessary for them to show me. And sometimes I even feel it like physically. So I start jerking a lot when the energy is really intense mm -hmm. because most of the light beings are like from really, really high dimensions and even other densities. So the energy sometimes strikes me and afterwards I feel so tired. I'm really yeah. exhausted and I need to sleep or lay down. So with telepathy, it's a lot to do with uh, creativity as well. So in, in terms of initiating that contact, I'm, you know, I'm building like a, a safety space in, in my mind where we can meet. So it's like a gathering space. Mm. Yeah, and I'm clearing my channel beforehand, so not to attract any entities that don't wish me well or are not of benevolent origins. Mm -hmm. And probably grounding afterwards, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I need a lot of afterwards, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who who are you able to communicate with lately? Um, definitely the Pleiadians, because uh, that's my one of my origins. So back in 2016, I met my star family telepath telepathically. And even though I knew since I was a child that I kind of belong to the stars and not the earth in that sense. I only met them like three years ago. So that was like a huge thing for me. And it was very emotional, very teary. And um, yeah, so I've been in contact with them. And then I also have some guides from Lyra. Mm. And in terms of when I need some healing, I, I tend to communicate with the Arcturians. They are very trustful and helpful in that sense. Do you, is your star family in physical at all? Or do you know if they're in physical? They are in physical form, yes. Oh, so you've actually met them in physical form. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay. They're just, um, they, they are um, not in a density where they are only light beings. They still have a physical body, but I haven't met them physically yet. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I was wondering if like that's still coming around the bend. <laughs> That'd be nice. But honestly... Um, one time I had, a, I had a contact with one of my guides and I invited him telepathically in, in my home. And it was different this time. It was very much realer. It, it was so intense, the energy of him. It was like, whoa. And then I realized, whoa, I think actually actual contact would be a bit too much for me right now. Right. To, to have them in my physical space because... Mm. Yeah, because the energy is just so intense with mm. them. The size, I mean, he is tall, really tall, very bulky from Lyra. So he's not in that sense human-like as we notice or as we, as we, as we see. That's mm. what I thought would be too much. Yeah, no, I agree. I've been, I've been feeling that too at, at times. I feel like we're getting these waves of, you know, 
higher vibrational energies coming through and we're all I feel like we're all acclimating there needs to be like an acclimation period and there have been times where I'm like okay I need to slow down just a little bit you know even though my mind I mean we talked about before we're both like very future oriented and kind of want it to be here but if it was just here right now it would be so shocking <laughs> yeah so yeah I totally understand where you're coming from there so with your painting, what's been coming through most recently with your painting? I know that you, you love to paint mandalas. What is, what's the process been like for you lately? What, are you, what do you feel like is coming through you with your artwork? Mm, interestingly, when I launched my business last year with the paintings I painted back then, they were a little bit darker, still very lighthearted. But compared to what I'm doing now, there were darker in colors and shapes and forms. And um, because it's a healing process for me as well to, to, to paint. And then when I compare my art to back then, I realize now, wow, I've gone through a lot of change during that one year time. The art I'm painting now is very light. The energies have been very much shifting, even intense but still much, much lighter. So I'm painting a lot with more the like pastel colors because pastel colors are colors of the new earth as I've, as I've learned because everything is becoming much, much lighter, less density. And even the chakras we are having are becoming much lighter and actually going into the pastel colors. Mm, that's so crazy. I want to just like interject real quick because I feel the yeah. same thing, you know, as a creator and as a designer, either designing things for other people or doing my own process, my own work. I feel like I've been experiencing the same thing. I was using very dark colors, like for my, you know, my personal brand and for my business, I would say a year or more ago, like very much on the darker, like jewel tone spectrum or very muted. I loved muted colors mm. um, and lots of black, of course. And now I am, I never would have thought like, I'm just so drawn to pastel colors and bright, bright colors, like the kind of colors I'm looking at nature outside in the sunshine right now, but like those colors that are reflected with gilded golden sunshine, you know, I feel like the sun is different too. <laughs> I feel like the light in general has changed on, on the planet. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Like when you look at the sun now, you, you can't even look at it anymore. It's so bright. It's totally white. It feels like it's collapsing in a way that the light is changing so much. I've done sun gazing a couple of times. Okay. And I noticed that around the ring, there was this magenta, indigo, purple color rings. And I also saw octagons and hexagons. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well. They were like fading around there and inside and the sun was moving like really, really quickly. Yeah, but, but you said the, the golden light, that's, that's, a nice, uh, that's a nice point because that's what I realized that lately in the last couple of months, I've mainly painted with gold. So oh, wow. that's, very, that's very interesting for me as well. Yeah, so. it's like there's this brilliance. It's like... Mm brilliant white gold wonderful so you've been doing mandalas lately correct yes yes that's 
I, I'd love to, sorry if I'm digging too much, but I just love the process. I'd, I'd love to know any more if you can elaborate on what you feel is coming through in the mandalas specifically, even though it's beyond words. It may just be beyond words. I, I try my best to, to explain. Basically, like I said, I first I choose the colors for the background. I, I do this mainly intuitively without thinking how they would fit together and I just, I just do it. And then I choose the color to paint the mandala with. Once I'm finished, I realize how they are connected with the, with the current energies of that day when I'm painting it. So basically, mm. or sometimes I do it very like round shapes. Sometimes they're a bit more like triangular or a bit more sharp. And then I realize how this also fits with if the energy that comes in has to do with the divine masculine or the divine feminine. So it's, it's, it's kind of switching from, mm. there is a focus currently on the divine masculine. That's what I read as well. Uh, I feel like, like I said, they're kind of switching. That's really beautiful. Wow. Mm. What a, what a lovely process to be, to be doing and to have the honor of, of doing <laughs> partaking in. Um, let me ask you about the light language that's hmm. that's been coming through you. I'd love to hear your experience with discovering that and how yeah. you use it. So funnily, this was also in 2016. I mean, this was my breakthrough year in every in every sense. No, and uh, I just actually on the last podcast, I brought this up. Yeah. There seemed to be, especially with guests, when I asked them about their awakening or their journey, a lot that seems to be an apex point is 2016. It was for me as well. Wow. I forget. I know there's astrological correspondence. There's lots of different correspondence channeled even. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up. It's not just you. Like that seems to be the year <laughs> where everything yeah. happened. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting shivers actually. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been a big one for, for a lot of people. Yeah. So how did it start? I was actually, I was meditating and then afterwards I was, I, I kept sitting and then suddenly I started singing. And I did that beforehand, but it was more like humming when, when I was walking outside and to town or whatever. And then after that meditation, I started singing and I, you know, like words came out that I can't describe or translate, or I didn't even know what I was doing. So I just, I kept doing, and I was singing maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. And then I was, I, I have this Facebook group with which I, I joined and I put the video in and people were like, oh, this is light language. And Oh, this is so beautiful. I was like, okay, okay. So I didn't really know about light, la light language before that. And then I just, I started looking at some videos, started to get acquainted with it. And then at one point I was, I was also starting to speak. So not only singing, but actually speaking. And I think one and a half years ago, I started writing as well, writing the light language codes as well. And I incorporate that in my artwork as well. Wow. Could, do you have just a brief explanation of how you understand light language? So, so light language for me is a lot to do with, you know, understanding it by heart. It's a language that is of higher dimensions origin, and it is activating the listener or even myself when I'm singing or speaking it, you know, activating them in their, in their process of the ascension. So it gets easier for them to, you know, with maybe physical symptoms or emotional blockages, 
yeah, like I said, it's a lot to do with the heart. So you can't put your mind into it, but just, you know, listen to it and the flow and the sequences. Wow. Is that something that can be turned into like a service for others or that's a weird question. Never mind. <laughs> I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I had thought about it. Um, I haven't really thought too seriously about it, but what I'm doing, because when I paint, I put, I activate my paintings with light language as well. Gotcha. Um, singing and, and I do the, the hand movements as well. So in a way, someone who, who has my painting in their home, they already get activated by every mm. energy that is inside of the canvas. Wow. What a wonderful way to bring down the energy of the higher dimensions and like rooting it and grounding it into our physical existence. That's, that's really lovely that you're bringing that through. And the flower essences too. That's something I was really excited about. Did you just start doing, creating those? Um, they're energy essences. Oh, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> don't worry. and um, I started them last year in summer because in December, 2017, I met a shaman. She does those energy essences with the, uh, the essences of flowers, but not like the Bach Blüten. I don't know if you know that in, in, in the USA, Bach Blüten. What does it translate to? Bach flowers. Okay. Oh, Bach. Yes. Yes. Bach Bach, Bach flowers. Okay. So what they're doing, they use the actual blossom of the flower and then they're using the essence via water. But the energy essences that the shaman and I are doing are simply taking sacred spring water which, which I'm blessing, I'm, I'm blessing it with the light language and I'm asking the spirit of the water if it's actually okay to use this water for the energy essence, all due respect. And then I'm channel, channeling the energy of whatever needs to come through and store it in the water bottle. And then I seal it and conserve it with Himalayan crystal salt. So it's alcohol free and it's, you know, like, everybody can use it because it has salt and water in it, which is nothing that the body can't reject. Basically. Right. And it, is it for, in, it's for ingesting, right? It's for taking yeah. internally. Yes, exactly. You can, you can take it orally or you can spray it in your aura or even on certain body parts. So, okay. And so each one is, is charged with a specific resonance, I guess is a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, different purposes. Last year in summer, my partner and I, we went to England for holiday to see the crop circles. So we did like a proper crop circle tour, just the two of us, mm -hmm. and decided to do energy essences there, right there. We, we, we got the water bottle and then I connected with the crop circle that felt to us very genuine, very where we, where we could connect prior already and we knew, okay, this is real. This is like the real crop circle from higher dimensional beings. So yeah, so, so we did like three energy essences there. Back at home, I did a couple of other ones. One is with a dragon, a dragon energy essence, which is really cool because I put the intention out there to connect with a dragon whose energy essence would be helpful for people during these transitional times and during these 
the, the ascension to make it much easier on the physical and also the mental body. And it was so cool. I, we, we went to the spring waters and I got the water out and I actually, I wanted to do it at home, but right there, right in that moment, I closed my eyes and I saw the dragon already and he came to me and he was this huge, majestic black dragon with like silver spikes and silver breath, fire breath. And I just, the, the energy was so intense. I was jerking again. Wow. <laughs> this is what my body was shaking so much. So I did it. I, I did the energy essence right there. And the name of it is chaos into order. Wow. So basically it's clearing can help clear thoughts. I usually use it when I'm in Aquarius and my mind is racing a lot. So I usually use it for that to, to calm my mind. So it's a very good essence for like when you go into meditation or just when you, I don't know, when you feel like you're so out of tune, out of your balance. So you can, you can use it for that. Mm. Wow. That feels really good. <laughs> that, just hearing you describe it feels really good. That's so needed. Yeah. Like that along with grounding, I think would be a great regimen. I need to get some. <laughs> And just so everyone knows, you do sell these products on, you have an Etsy shop. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. And we'll have all the links in the show notes, of course. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about what is your vision for where the earth and society is heading? Because I know that you really believe in the power of community and in us coming together, as do I, in our respective physical locations. What does your vision look like for the near future? Where do you think that we are heading, ideally? Mm, the near future. Um, uh, I have a big vision for the far future. But I know, me too. <laughs> but, <laughs> for me, I realized, even though having this perspective of global community, I think it's, it's turning more into becoming local again and focusing on the local aspects. So... For me, a near future vision would be to, to have like community centers where people can gather and, and people who have talents and gifts can share them with other people, despite of, you know, not having enough room at home, maybe. So that would be definitely something that, yeah, I, I would like to see more. And also to, 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 to get away from all the traffic, to, to have more a balanced lifestyle with a lot of bicycles and pedestrians everywhere and a lot of parks. Like, there's not enough parks, to be honest. Go in the park and have a picnic with a lot of people or even, you know, smaller groups. So what I've been doing together with my partner, we have, we have been organizing spiritual gatherings like once a month. We meet in a cafe or even in a park. Now it's getting warmer here, so we meet in a park. And we just share our opinions and what we've learned and what's happening with ourselves, our bodies, what blockages do we have. So we support each other. That's so beautiful. I, I feel the same kind of calling. And I, I, I feel like we have the same you know vision for that. It seems that everything that the pattern... That's the the pattern that I'm starting to recognize, especially it it really comes through when I learn more about blockchain technology and the way that cryptocurrency works is because it's it's based on the idea of decentralization. So what we have now, what we have had for you know centuries has been this very centralized 
power structure, so your governments, your institutions, etc., that you know everyone sort of needs to feed into that and and get get their needs met from that. But it's all about this like huge centralized entity, banks, etc., these kinds of things. What I see happening with decentralization is yeah, exactly like more localized nodes or uh, you know mm-hmm. space i don't know if that makes sense i'm a web developer so that's kind of what it sounds it looks like to me is like a node and everyone sort of has like their local community and even you know microcosm macrocosm right like even each person is their own sort of meeting point where things come together when you're talking in the beginning about you know feeling like a servant or like a slave even to mm-hmm the sort of centralized system that's kind of what i'm seeing going away and it it being more of instead of us like having to hustle and like make all the money which really is just for the empire in the end it doesn't really benefit us all the time so instead of that like each of us kind of holding our for lack of a better term like node our area in the in the web or the map of everything and just sharing and giving and receiving in this more balanced way with each other. That's that's the far-reaching vision. I think that that's kind of what we're moving towards. And I love that you guys are are doing that on this very physical level because I think that we can do the energetic work on our own in our homes and everything, but when we really start coming together physically with each other, I think since we are third dimensional beings, like it makes it more real. Is that what you're experiencing? Yes, yes, definitely. Although I have to admit that arriving in this physical body, I still need to get used to it. I'm a lot in my mind and a lot up in the stars. I'm actually, I'm pushing myself when, when I gather with other people, I'm pushing myself to really arrive and welcome my 3D existence as well. But, but fortunately, I, I meet a lot of people who are on the same track as I am, so it's it's less dense in that yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I, under, I understand completely. And I think on a certain level, like we're attracting the people that are most compatible with where we are now. I know what you mean, though. It can be it can be challenging, and it can be challenging when we feel like the living in the the density that we were born into and the systems, it can feel like, well, it hasn't worked for me before. So I think there's almost a, a feeling of not trusting maybe sometimes that's still maybe kind of subconscious that, that for me anyway, they can kind of make me a little more guarded, maybe a lot more guarded when, when meeting others in the physical. It seems to be turning out pretty well so far. So what is your far-reaching future vision? I'd love it if you shared that. Yeah. To have communities up to maybe 100, 150 people living in one community and not too close to each other. So there's a lot of nature in between the communities. Yep. And my vision is to, to grow such community with a telepathy and healing center as a focus point. Um, so I have this vision already in my mind, how it looks like, like also the architecture, which I'm not going to talk about now, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with uh, sacred geometry. So 
I see the new communities and smaller towns built on sacred geometrical, you know, patterns. So in Tauruses, each one definitely has a garden. So there's a lot of green spaces. There are no cars. There's only horses and bicycles and pedestrians. So that's why it needs to be small as well. So you don't need undergrounds or whatever. Because we're talking about like the really far future that each community also has like a portal where you can travel through to other dimensions and you can invite teachers from higher dimensions to, to give seminars and workshops with the humans, the lighter yes. humans, the new humans, so to speak. Uh-huh. And to just have this cosmic society that is currently building and we are invited to be part of it. Wow, I love that. And we're all connected instead of being closed off from the other dimensions. That's incredible. I, lo- I think, and that makes sense. Like it makes sense that that is how we could operate. I, I really like that vision. What do you feel is, or what kind of advice do you have for those of us that know, you know, that ascension is happening, that higher vibrations are here? What do you feel like from your experience that you can pass on that's really important for people to remember when they are dedicated to doing this work um, and also remain balanced, remain calm, remain grounded? Yeah, definitely the balance, not to always give, even if a lot of people, especially the highly sensitive, feel like they have to help everyone and anyone. Currently, I, I actually feel that it's more to do to concentrate on oneself mm-hmm. and to really, you know, take care of your body and, and speak to your body. Even if it's not telepath- telepathically, you can do it by intuition as well. Listen to your body when it's hungry. If, if, if the food you want to eat, if it's really like, you know, always think about if it's helping you rise further or if it's actually keeping you down in the three third dimensional system another thing would be get creative even though i'm an artist i'm I'm a painter but this is what i would actually tell people to do especially the women to get back into creative activities like painting even crocheting or sewing or yeah Yeah. sewing yeah exactly so something like that or even cooking cooking is can be very creative that's totally my outlet (laughs) yeah But to really do something that is just for yourself where you have your own little space and you concentrate, it's like meditation, basically. And to just do it without even thinking about the result, but just to get back into your body as well, because that is really important. Even though the the cosmic energies, it's important to to be united again with with our cosmic sisters and brothers. But at the same time, you you can't do that when you don't have the, the right roots. You need to focus on your physical body as well. Otherwise, you will just collapse. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've had to learn that in the last year specifically because mm. I'm so mental too. I'm just all up in my head. I would just be thinking, thinking, thinking and just be air <laughs> if I could, <laughs> honestly. But there's also what I've learned is there there's a specific intelligence. Our, our body is an instrument, right? When I started thinking of it as our physical instrument to be able to translate these energies. And the the point is we're in the 3D, like we're here for a reason. 
We are mm-hmm. here on the earth, planted on the earth as this human animal for a reason. And and part of that reason is, yeah, create. I love that you bring that up. Just create. I've heard that from many different like QHHT, uh, quantum healing hypnosis sessions and lots of channels are the messages really. Yeah, just create, 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 just use that creative capacity that we all have. And also I feel I, I like. I get some solace from looking at trees and knowing that I think it was Barbara Hanclow in Alchemy of the Nine Dimensions where she describes the third dimension like we are actually very similar to trees because trees root down into what's known as in her system or the Pleiadian system, the second dimension, which mm-hmm. is the earth and rocks and trees and nature, etc. But then their branches are constantly always reaching up to the higher dimensions. And the, that is really similar, the, the fourth and fifth dimensions. Um, and that's sort of what we are doing as well. So being grounded and staying rooted is fine. It doesn't mean that you are a low, of a lower density or living in a lower density because you take care of your body. And yeah, it's that balance, right? Would you agree with that? Definitely. The balance is the alpha and omega, if you can put it in, in that way. Yeah, okay. Alpha, omega, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and yin and yeah, yin and yang, masculine, feminine. Take care of the masculine inside you. Take care of the feminine inside you. It has nothing to do with gender. And balancing out those energies, I feel, is really key in what's what's happening for us right now. To like really understand those. Ah, well, thank you so much. This is I I feel like lifted up just by speaking with you. You have a really wonderful energy about you. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to talk about right now? Anything that's flowing through you or that you've been feeling that you wanted to just say, just share? Yes, in in regards to the physical body, I feel like because I just have my cat sitting on my lap, I feel like Body contact is very important to to really nurture yourself in a way that you 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 take care of your body, like put oils on your body or whatever, but just touch yourself as well, touch your skin and and really be comfortable with your with your own being. And if you have a partner or friends and 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 really get close to them in a the sense that when you meet them or you say goodbye, you hug them. But you do it like with intention and you 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 hug them longer than just like cheek kisses or whatever, but just have this heart connection. This is I think this is the most important to to feel the connections by hearts to to one another and not just not just the eye contact, but really get close when you talk to someone, get close to them in a way that you feel comfortable, of course, but also to to feel that space and to open yourself up and get away from being afraid that someone might take your energy away or whatever, but just have this, you know, openness to the people that you feel comfortable with. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, we're so love starved, or we have yeah. been. You know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I know what I know what you mean. Like we just need to be more open and just love each other. Like it really is that simple, but it's so profound at the same time (laughs) yeah it took me a long time as well to get comfortable with physical contact as well and the heart space so 
yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of learning. Even though I'm from the Pleiadian system, their their five D is about love, as it's written in the Alchemy of Nine Dimensions. I have that book as well. But it is hard when when you come to this earth and you don't see the love from the beginning, and now we're getting back to it. And but it's it's a beautiful process as well to you know to get the shivers when when you see someone you like or when. And you just you feel that heart connection by someone is saying something or you say something to them and you feel their heart and their eyes are flickering with with light and and everything lights up so it's it's a beautiful process yes mm-hmm. cultivating that love that universal love thank you for sharing so many amazing pieces of wisdom before we wrap up then lisa where can people find you online if they want to reach out and contact you I have an online shop on Etsy. You can also reach me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At um, the Cos- Cosmos Wanderer, correct? The Cosmos Wanderer, yes. That's that's the, the name of the of my company. And I'm on Facebook as well. And I also have a website, thecosmoswanderer.com. All right, my dear. Well, there's much to share. And I hope that you'll come back and share more with us. And thank you so much for all the beautiful work that you do. Thank you so much, Tristan. That conversation lifted me up and got my energy flowing for sure. I hope it did for you too. To get in touch with Lisa online, you can go to her website at thecosmoswanderer.com and all her links are in the show notes for this transmission at tristadedman.com. If these are the kinds of conversations that light you up, I'd be honored to have you join a growing community of supporters on the Liberate Yourself Patreon portal. Patrons receive exclusive content like a monthly astro forecast, as well as personal readings from me. To find out more and join us, go to patreon.com slash liberate yourself. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as always, take care out there.